Welcome to the Inside Envy podcast. Today, I'm your host, AJ Turner. I'm stepping out from uh, behind the soundboard, and uh, I'm actually pretty excited today because I've got um, two two really good friends of mine uh, on the show. Um, they're racing teammates um, from Team Cliff Bar, but you know, as anybody on Team Cliff Bar, they've turned into just really good friends. Uh, whether it's you know texting each other about house projects that we're working on or uh, uh, beer or coffee or book recommendations, um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> or dogs. We can talk about dogs too. <laughs> uh, they're just they're just uh, good dudes that I like um, I like hanging out with before and after weekend um, race weekends. Uh, so yeah, I've got Connor Malervi and Kevin Malervi here, um, sometimes known as the the Ginger Racing Twins. Ginger one and ginger two, <laughs> um, pretty famous in the bike racing, uh, at least crit racing world. And I've actually got a funny, it's funny. I've had you guys on because, um, Ken Bloomer is also a, uh, host for this show. And, uh, I believe you guys were on a team of his way back in the day in Colorado. Is that right? Way back in the day. He's going to be super, he's going to be super excited to hear that you guys are on the show, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Yeah. Con Connor, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, thanks AJ. Letting Ginger two go first. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Connor Malervi. Um, this is what my fourth year on team cliff bar fifth year. If we count last year, or I don't know how that goes with race schedules there. Yeah, race close, seasons, close enough, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so yeah. And then prior to team cliff bar going backwards, race a year in Australia. And then, uh, before that race at the professional level with, champion systems and then before that uh with team exergy and uh now i am the partnership coordinator at uh training peaks and uh racing criteriums with team cliff bar sweet yeah awesome thank you uh kevin do you want to tell tell us a little bit about yourself too yeah uh kevin malervi ginger one i'm used to everything going first for me so this is odd going second but we'll roll with it yeah very similar to connor i guess i've been on um, team cliff bar for a year longer aj and i share the same uh same amount of time on team cliff bar uh, i think this is the sixth year now so Jeez, it been um, <laughs> prior to that um i did not race in australia for a year after champion system i started working for stages cycling so i didn't race full-time in australia started working and racing with cliff bar and then previous team similar to connor um and then we both also raced for colorado mesa university which was mesa state at the time but now it's a uh, big time but yeah currently at stages cycling as a net suite analyst and racing for cliff bar Awesome. Well, thanks guys. Yeah. Again, thank you for coming on the show. It's good to have you guys and good to see your faces. Usually by this point in the year, we're at like a team team camp or at least prepping to go to a team camp or I've seen you guys a few times over the past year and it's, that hasn't happened obviously. So it's, it's nice yeah. to be on a call and see you guys and hear your voices. I just, uh, want to have you guys on to talk about, um, a few different things, just bike racing uh, as we as we prep for hopefully a little bit more normal year um, this year as we kind of slowly work our way back and people get vaccinated. 
Yeah, and I guess I just wanted to talk to you about just jaw about bike racing, really. <laughs> Heck yeah. <We're laughs> this ready. Is, this is what we're good at. You know, it's funny. We were just talking the other day about um, about crit racing and, and with Neil here in the office, we were talking about um, like some of his pretty funny international bike racing stories and like just the stuff he's seen and, uh, and you know, kind of the differences it, as it is to here in the States. So I was curious to hear... Like what are what are some of your guys's uh, international bike racing ex- like story or what's some funny stories that you guys have and you know what what uh, comparisons or differences have you uh, seen between U.S. racing and international racing? Yeah, I was just I I totally had a different story and then now I just like remembered this one when we were down racing the Tour of Rio in Brazil and. Um, Kevin decides to, I don't know what you did, you got dropped or double flatted no. or, <laughs> or, or, or something. And I feel like we're in the middle of the equivalent of I-25, like rush hour traffic, open roads, and and the caravan's just going by and leaving Kevin behind. So us as a team decided to literally drop everyone back to go uh, get Kevin back into the Peloton because it was day one and we had to get a really time cut the whole team and uh, I just remember all dropping back waiting for Kevin and here he comes I pretty sure like oxes were going across the road uh, (laughs) semis cars dogs everything and like we're now in the highway with no caravan no bike racing anywhere to be seen and we just team time trial back and somehow come across the peloton i don't know if we cut the course maybe or if they were double back in or or what or they were waiting for us i don't know but um i still remember just like getting to the finish line and just my mind just blown like how is that even possible like i mean i feel like now I look at some of the, the races we do in the U.S. and it feels uh, safe compared to some of these international races we went to. But <laughs> yeah, I think something this. something too that's super unique about that, that's when we were racing um, for Champion System. And we were primarily a crit squad at the time as well. And um, we got the invite to go to the Tour de Brazil. And obviously all of us are not climbers. And I think the organizer of the race told us there's not much climbing in the race. And we just kind of took his word and like, oh yeah, let's go race in Brazil. Um, There definitely was a lot of climbing. Um, (laughs) But something unique too about the whole team dropping back for me, it wasn't because I was like the team leader or anything. It was more so everybody on the team was like scared for my livelihood. So (laughs) I just remember like, when I got, when I flatted, we'll make that clear. I flatted and I was like, Oh my goodness. I don't know what to do going through these villages. Yeah. Like Connor was saying with an ox walking, walking across the road. And then I was like, so thankful when I saw the few guys and then the whole team coming back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I owe you guys so much. (laughs) It was, uh, it was definitely a wild experience. And then, uh, I think we, I think all of us made it to the finish after it was like a week long stage race uh yeah. Brazil for crit guys <laughs> well that's pretty funny what what other so brazil is on the list i know that you guys have um what's the other one you guys went to not last year but we, the year before well we, we raced a lot in china oh yeah uh, champion system has <clears throat> a lot of manufacturers in china so 
Um, same situation, <laughs> crit squad, um, but we got invited to a two-week stage race out there toward Poyong Lake. Um, and at the time that we went, it, it actually really wasn't that much climbing. It was like 14 days, but the races were like no longer than three hours. Like that was the max, the longest day it was three hours and it was just rolling hills. Um, but we did a lot of racing over there and that was, that was also a very unique experience more. So just how the race organizer would shut down the whole town, city, village, wherever we were, um, regardless of what road it was on, it was definitely the opposite of Brazil. Like there was no cars and, just lined with spectators like thousands and thousands of spectators that <laughs> probably had no idea what bike racing was but um, they were told to come out and watch the bike race <laughs> yeah it was, it was fun racing in, in china you kind of felt like a celebrity um, but no one really knew who you were <laughs> we were just out there in spandex two red-headed twins with red hair we yeah, that was, that was unique. <laughs> I was AJ, you were just about to mention last year when we went down to Trinidad and Tobago, yep. and I was down in the Caribbean. That was our last race of the year. That was with Cliff Bar, and it was Kevin, I, and Paul. We needed five guys to start the start the race, and somehow I was able to convince the uh, promoter to let just three of us start and <laughs> give us a hotel hotel room and and a car and. Uh, I think that was the only road race for sure that we've ever done that last year. And so somehow ended up getting the KOM jersey on the first day, got second place. But then it might have gone downhill after that, considering the rest of the teams are back in the hotel with their feet up. And Kevin and I, Paul and his wife, Nicole, are walking around the towns. I think we probably spent more time on the beach and in our swimsuit than we did actually in our chamois and just like... You know, just having fun and enjoying like the the opportunity to be there to race our bike, but also to enjoy like the local local town and country. It's pretty fun. Well, I'd have I'd have to say that I think you guys did it right, yeah, <laughs> despite <think> so. the <laughs> results. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so matter. Also, another thing I want to touch on is when we were in China, like each night we were in a new hotel, and some of them were like five star hotels, and then some of them were like maybe a half a star like you're just sleeping on a piece of plywood <laughs> but each team would have its own like 15 passenger van and then have their own driver drive that van to each hotel with us in it but the bikes the transporting the bikes they would just literally have a flatbed pickup truck like oversized and you would just throw your bike in the back of it like no padding <laughs> nothing everybody's just throwing their bikes and you're like uh, these are very expensive bikes and then they just cover it with the tarp and we're like uh we're probably never going to see any of this again <laughs> but uh everyone's bikes like i was like getting banged up and i was like oh yeah uh, this isn't from crashing but this is just from moving it to hotel to hotel it's pretty entertaining <laughs> and i and i remember um the our first bus driver um just like smoking like crazy and we're in the van and he's just smoking with the window down and um, some of these transfers were, like, longer than the race. They'd be, like, five- or six-hour transfer after a yeah, three-hour state race. Got, got food poisoned during that six-hour transfer. That was fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I just remember, like, we get, like, lunches and snacks, and then there's, like, no trash in the, the van. So we just kind of made a pile, and when we got to the new hotel, we would throw it in the trash can. But 
anytime we'd come to a rest stop or the driver would see trash, he would just pick it up and throw it out the window or just like throw it on the ground. And we're like, no, 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 no. We can like throw that away. And he's just like, nope, we just throw it on the ground. Someone, uh, we pay somebody to pick all this up. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Boy. Connor did get definitely sick. That, that one transfer, that was, uh, oh. that was bad. And then started the next day. I remember just getting off that bus. We were like six hours in and like the second that was, I do remember this. That was the second I got off the bus. I just like blew chunks everywhere. <laughs> and there was this one sprinter in the race. He was destroying it, like winning every race. And like, I was not a fan of him because I thought he was like super cocky and winning every single race. But that, that still sticks to my mind today. I remember I was throwing up and like, he came over, put his hand on my back, didn't speak English, gave me water. And uh, that was pretty rad. <laughs> and I kicked my butt the next day. Oh, yeah. I've heard that that's just like a rite of passage. Racing internationally is like food poisoning. You just kind of expect oh. it. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. So bad. It was like the same food every day. The hotels would cook it, but it was just like soggy rice and pasta. Remember we took a, remember we took a taxi because uh, the food was getting so old. Uh, we took a taxi over an hour taxi drive the dude's going on the wrong side of the road and everything to a uh the golden arches it was the best mcdonald's i've ever had in my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> best. almost died in the taxi it was anyway, worth it yeah i feel like we could talk about international racing all day <laughs> oh my gosh well we'll um <clears throat> that you guys having shared just at least a few stories let's uh transition to uh crit racing in the u.s now hopefully Hopefully an improvement. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Let's just uh, let's just start. What is your guy? I think I know Kevin's answer for one of these, but what is your guys's favorite uh, race on the USA Crits calendar? We'll start with you, Kevin. I, Ooh, I have a, I have a yeah. guess. I have a guess on yours, but <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an easy guess. I mean, it's so hard. Like um, USA Crits has really put on a good series, and I mean, it's come a long way since we started racing criteriums and focusing on criteriums in the u.s and it's cool to focus on a series now like the usa crit series um and there's like 11 or 12 of them throughout the season and they're like all solid solid races but yeah the one that that steals my heart of course is athens twilight um <laughs> just with the history of the race uh what was it is it 45 years or 50 years it's a it's yeah, been going something. on i i i told somebody the other day 50 but i yeah that sounds right i, I mean, it was, it was like the first twilight crit in the u.s and just the whole town it's a big college town obviously in athens georgia um but just the environment the atmosphere and and it is a good course i mean it's got a slight uphill punch and uh of course the the <clears throat> ground is not smooth so it's a rough terrain but uh yeah it's unlike any any other event i think in the u.s and still holding strong yeah. Well, and just, just so our listeners know, you actually did win that race, right? What year was that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to date it, but it was 20, 2013. Okay. Nice. And I was, the funny thing is I was not even supposed to be at that race. <laughs> um, that was the second race in the series at the time for USA crits. Um, I don't know what event was the first one. On champion system, we were kind of still dabbling in road races and criteriums and trying to find our way as a team, what we're going to focus on. And uh, that Athens Twilight overlapped with, was it Joe Martin, Connor? Yeah. 
So we were supposed to be going to Joe Martin, but previously the race prior, I maybe, I don't know what place I got, like top 20 or something. But I think USA Crits screwed up on calculating points to the overall. And um, they said I was top 10 overall in the whole series. And Champion Systems like, oh, that'd be cool if you could keep the top 10 overall throughout the whole series. So we're going to send you and two other guys to go race Athens Twilight. I'm like, uh, you sure? Like, I can go to Joe Martin, but they're like, no, go there. And yeah, I mean, it's crazy that I that I uh, ended up going there and ended up winning, and with only three man team, that uh, definitely the underdogs. And uh, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was rad. I remember yeah. watching that race, and I think my adrenaline was my heart rate was higher than as if I was actually in the race. I was like, oh my god, three laps, he's gonna hold it. Oh. Oh, I mean, I, and I'm pretty sure I, I mean, I tell everyone I won that race, but it was cool to watch him race it or win it. He definitely did the following year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing that in an interview. I think it was the next year I was, you, would, maybe it was in the next year or the following year uh, when I joined Team Cliff Bar, I heard that you were joining Kevin and I immediately yep. was super intimidated and I was like, wait, I, I, what am I doing here? I know I, <laughs> this guy won Athens. I won it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Little did you know. Nothing to be scared of. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Connor, what is your, uh, what is your favorite race on the USA crits calendar? Ooh, um, I'll probably just say the the Littleton crit. Uh, Ken and I both grew up in Littleton. That's our hometown race. So, it's a sweet course and it's actually cool to get family and friends down to a race and people actually get to see what you do all year instead of just traveling the country riding bikes they actually get to see you race and in one of the biggest crits in the country i feel like that's that's pretty dang special and i sure hope we're back there this year yeah yeah it is that is a really cool race having been there and um and been in that race i can say that that course is the backside being totally dark it's yeah. like a little scary the first time, but it's a that is a super fun one, and it's a cool downtown area too. There's like some cool shops, and people really show up for that race. So it's cool to know that that's your your guys's community. So yeah, yeah and I, I, I feel here. like feel like that's one of the very few races that I still get nervous for, just because family and friends are there. You know, you can go to these other big races around the country and. I feel all right, but I actually get butterflies on that start line, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I guess looking, the calendar essentially has, I know those two races are still on the calendar for 2021, hopefully, and I know the calendar's kind of been pushed back at least a little bit by a couple months, but what do you guys think about the upcoming year, or how, how are you kind of going about prepping for it? Is it business as usual, or are you guys doing anything different this year, or looking forward to other things, or yeah, tell me a little bit about getting ready for the to, for 2021. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously we're hoping racing happens. I think it's going to be very interesting uh, to just to see the abilities between teams and riders compared to 2019. I think 2020, uh, you had either A, you were super motivated for racing and you just stuck to it, kept doing your intervals, or you have guys where they kind of just threw in the towel and are just kind of riding and having fun and doing whatever. And when racing resumes, get back on the horse and start training. And that's, that's what I did last year was just <laughs> have fun, 
I really got into mountain biking, gravel, uh, but really didn't do any intervals after after March, after the first USA crit got canceled in 2020. But now both of us, I mean, we're training as is if we're going to start racing in June, which would be Tulsa Tough would be our first race. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're prepping, getting ready for June. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm hopeful, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But if racing happens, I think you're going to have guys that uh, maybe that were normally at the front of the race, maybe struggling a bit, and then vice versa, guys that maybe took it as an opportunity as last year to get another year of training under their belt. And then you're going to see guys that maybe that a lot of people haven't heard of um, that come up and shine through the ranks. So yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what happens and yeah, hopefully we're racing in June, but I think more like late summer <laughs> fall time. Well, I definitely know I've noticed that your uh, mountain biking has increased quite a bit being yeah. your, your new location too. So I'm, I'm super jealous. I'm going to have to plan a trip down there soon to, to come visit. That's my ultimate Definitely. favorite place to mountain bike. So you're, yeah, my skills really haven't improved, but like <laughs> hours have. So yeah. Well, what about you, Connor? Are you uh, approaching the year any differently or kind of the same thing? Uh, kind of the same thing. I mean, like Kevin, I didn't do any sort of intervals last year after March and now, now back on the road bike, a lot more consistently doing intervals every day though it's also in the back of my head that we might not be racing until june or july so if i miss a day or two you know i'm not beating myself up like i i would be if we were getting ready to race here next month but yeah i don't know keeping the fitness super high and i feel like if when and if racing happens here in the next few months i think we're going to be ready and be at a super high level so i honestly just can't wait we just signed up for our first local race out in grand junction the collegiate race and like honestly i put it on my calendar and like i haven't got that excited to like <laughs> put a race on my calendar and i don't remember so fingers crossed yeah something to look <laughs> forward to for sure well i have noticed too that you guys have started dipping your toes into uh gravel as every cyclist it seems has been <laughs> the past year what uh, do you guys have any gravel events on your calendar or any um i guess just big rides around that you're planning like any bike packing trips or anything like that yeah i mean lucky for us we have a few teammates that are putting on their own gravel events slash races this summer so i know a handful of us are gonna be in four collins at the foco fondo uh event and then also be in boise at the boise gravel gala that's a new event happening there but other than that i think maybe we'll jump into if there is some other gravel races or I'm more into the gravel adventure I've already mapped out a ride to go visit Kevin so from ride from Boulder to Fruita Colorado over maybe three to four days sometime this summer I was going to do it this last summer but wildfires took over and uh, I think took out part of the route but yeah I don't know it's super fun to like do a different discipline of cycling I mean we've raced for so many years to switch it up uh it's pretty fun though though when you look at it it's really a road race on dirt and we're not really a road race team so i mean i think we'll have fun for the first hour hour and a half but yeah <laughs> switch to uh, drinking beers after that right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the rest stations i guess another event um that's new that was supposed to happen last year as well is it's called co to it so it's from colorado to utah 
and it sounds really, really big, but it starts in Fruit of Colorado, which is 20, 25 miles from yeah, the border of right Utah. Border. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my kind of ride. Um, but there's multiple uh, distances. So I think they have like a 50 mile or 75 mile, 100, 125, and 190 mile route. Um, and it sounds super exciting. I don't think I could ride 190 miles, especially on gravel, but that might be a event to look at in May, I think. But yeah, just kind of going back to what you're talking about, just exploring on a gravel bike. I think for me moving to a new town, I mean, I went to school nearby, but um, moving to a new town, it just opens up more opportunity for training and rides that I can stitch together on the road bike or on the road and gravel. I mean, I live in a desert now, so pretty much anything out in the desert, you can make a road with you, with your gravel bike. So yeah, it's just been a cool tool to push into training and just switch it up a bit and keep it exciting and having, having fun really. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. It's, um, Neil talks about this all the time, just like piecing together these really cool routes that are just right out your doorstep, you know, um, where you're yeah. kind of looping together these old goat roads or whatever. And, um, I've, I've only joined him on a few, but it's always been like, you can expect that you're going to get lost. Uh, you can expect that <laughs> there's uh, sections where you're, you know, off your bike hiking, um, and, uh, sections where you're just totally blown and you're like, Oh my gosh, I wish I was home. We had a few of those this summer. I think Zach came out to junction and we like, Oh, we'll do this, whatever 70 mile gravel loop. That's totally doable. And we're halfway uh, in the loop or climbing this ridiculously steep gravel climb. And uh, we've all legit run out of water. Zach's <laughs> drinking out of the stream. And then I think he, uh, then he's actually just sleeping in the middle uh, off to the side of the road. We're trying to look for like people camping up there in the middle of nowhere, asking them for water and stuff. And it's just like, Oh, that uh, looked a lot easier on the, on paper, but still it was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, speaking of what, um, maybe this was that ride, but was this the ride that you guys did with uh, Ben Hoffman last year? Uh, in uh, Grand Junction? Uh, no, that was a different one. That was another big one. Yeah, Ben Hoffman, um, he actually grew up in the town in Grand Junction, and we know him from just living in Boulder and training in Tucson. But yeah, him and his dad can map out some crazy, crazy routes. Um, <laughs> that route was over 100 miles on gravel, and um, I just remember being like halfway through that, and I'm like, we haven't seen a single person or a car in hours. I was like, this is so awesome. Like, how is nobody out here like on their four by fours or like jeeping or anything? And it's just us, I guess there's four of us on that ride on our bikes in the middle of nowhere with his dad in the sag wagon with the VW bus with water and snacks. And it was, uh, yeah, it was great. I actually texted him the other day to see when he was gonna come back so he can get another big ride in. So yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a that good was, dude. That was I, I can imagine. And he can handle his bike pretty good for a triathlete. <laughs> if we want to throw that in. Yeah, not bad, Ben. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. It's uh, I I rode with him at uh, Campo Velo a couple of years ago, and you're right. He he can handle his bike, and uh, yeah, just a good dude. I can only imagine 
the shenanigans you guys got yourselves into. <laughs> yeah, he's a good wheel to suck off of. He's super strong. That's funny. Um, well, transitioning away a little bit, I guess, uh, back to crit racing. I guess, um, what? tell me a little bit about your guys' uh, bike setups for, for crit racing this year. Um, do you just kind of want to go through what bikes were on and uh, your wheels of choice and, and some of those details? So this is our first year on disc uh brakes so i think that's going to be the biggest change for us in 2021 but um yeah so we're on vinyl aluminum frames full nv cockpit and uh i'm rocking the nv uh seven eights the deep boys for the crits you know and uh i just like um I was on seven eights two years ago and absolutely loved them and like couldn't wait to get back on them and I got my seven eights this year so now I'm hoping that I can put them to use in these crits. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm guess I don't think what are you running, Kevin? You? Uh, I think I have four fives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also something else that we're that's new um, we're running tubeless this year. We have the Maxis high roads on the Envy rims. Uh, so that's super exciting. I mean, I think a lot of people are a little hesitant about uh, tubeless wheel setup, but we've been running them for quite some time now and just absolutely love it for racing, training, um, commuting, <laughs> what have you. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to get racing again with the uh, tubeless and um, especially for those rainy crits where we can just crank down the PSI to low PSI 30. Yeah. You guys actually maybe. have quite a bit. I remember when the that Champion Systems um, No Tubes team first kind of was around, yeah, in like 2012, 2013. And I remember thinking it was super cool that Tubeless was like making its way, you know, into kind of a creator, at least a U.S. domestic racing scene. So, yeah, you guys obviously have been on it for a while and kind of have some experience. Have, have, what have you noticed over the years with, road tubeless obviously people are a little slow to adopt it but kind of what has your been been your experience yeah uh, i mean honestly i feel like i was super hesitant to go on tubeless and thinking back on it i wish i had tubeless 10 years ago you know you're on sew ups or uh or what have you but um i'd say six years ago when i was introduced to tubeless on champion system stands no tubes i was like what in the heck are we doing i remember being <laughs> before a race uh, some of us riders are trying to <laughs> set up these tubeless tires in in the hotel and i remember just hearing the like the gunshot go off <laughs> i turn around one of our teammates is just covered head and toe in, in sealants. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell are we doing? <laughs> and now just like, uh, just the ease of tubeless and how easy it's to set up. Like, honestly, if, if I'm able to do it, I'm probably one of the worst bike mechanics in, in the world. So if I'm able to do it, um, without throwing my bike across the room, I'd say it's uh, pretty damn easy to do. Like, uh, <laughs> even just putting, rim tape on uh putting the tire on some sealant and being able to like actually beat the tire with a floor pump and not having to get like a compressor compressor or whatever it's just so so easy and uh yeah i wish i was on it a lot sooner awesome <laughs> 
I can attest. I think I've seen you wrench on your bike before, and it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm any better, but it's. it's, it's I think we're all kind Thank of a disaster. Di two and tubeless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think also a lot of people don't want to adapt to it because they're like, oh, what happens when I'm in the middle of nowhere and I flat? And it's like, well, what happens when if it doesn't seal up? I mean, that's very rare if it doesn't seal up. I mean, I guess if you haven't put sealant in your tire for over a year, that might happen. Um, so there's a little maintenance there just to make sure there's sealant in there. But if you flat in the middle of nowhere and you have a tube in, you put a tube in. And the nice thing about this, you have that buffer if for whatever reason it doesn't seal, like, I don't think a lot of people realize like you can still put a tube in. Yeah. It's the same thing. But uh, so you kind of have, I don't know. I think, I think that's one thing to point out that people are like, no, I can't do that. Cause I don't want to flat in the middle of nowhere and it doesn't seal up. And it's like, well, just put a tube in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's simple. That's simple. Yeah. I can, I will say it does make uh, at least like the reassurance of uh, now that we've all discovered gravel, it's kind of, like I imagine your guys' rides are pretty similar to mine where you take your road bike places it probably shouldn't go. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. single track or dirt paths and it's nice knowing when you're on tubeless, you're like, okay, worst case disaster, uh, I'll at least seal up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think um, I remember when we first started on tubeless, like we really didn't understand the PSI. Like we were still cranking it up to – 90 80 90 100 psi and it's like well that's not the way it's supposed to work <laughs> like right now um i think i'll probably when i'm going out riding or racing i put 60 psi in them and then if it's raining i mean you can crank it down to like i do like 30 or even less <laughs> depending on how it is and that's just mind-blowing to people and sometimes when i'm only putting 30 psi i'm thinking the same thing but when you get out on a red a wet um, crit course, you'll be super thankful that you only have 30 psi in your tire. Yeah, yeah, that's, that that reminds me of when we were in Trinidad and Tobago last year. Some one of the foreign teams were totally out of tires, and we had some of our Max's tubeless tires down there. So we we gave them on, and we set it up tubeless. And I remember it downpoured in the crit that day, and he came up to us and was like this thing handled terribly. Like I couldn't corner, like it was so slick. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, and we're like, well, what PSI were you running? And I was like, I was running probably 60 or so and like totally fine. He's like, Oh, I was at 120. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. There it's just ice skates at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no. Well, um, I guess this outside of racing, uh, you know, sometimes on this show we jaw a little bit about other things besides bikes. What uh, what other big plans do you guys have for for twenty twenty one? You know, fingers crossed, racing happens. But if it doesn't, I know uh, I, Kevin. I think has some home projects in front of him. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was smirking about. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that's <laughs> that's going to be the end of me. Yeah. Um, very similar to what Connor was saying. I mean, oh, we're not the best bike mechanics. They're super handy, really, in general, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just moved into this house with my wife in April. And, of course, this winter we started our first home project. And um, the project originally was just going to replace the old flooring and put some fake snap-together flooring and it seems super simple in my head 
And it was, I was like, Oh, I'll get this done in like three hours. No problem. <laughs> so I get in there and I start tearing up the floor and I'm like, Oh, this is not that bad, but it's kind of disgusting. And then I'm looking at the wall and there's old tile on there. And I was like, Oh, this is ugly. So long story short, the remodel of the floor turned into bringing the whole bathroom down to the studs and redoing <laughs> it. And if I would have known that was going to be the case going into the project, I definitely would have started it because I didn't think I had the ability to put it back together. But um, my wife, thankfully, is super handy or more so than I am. So she helped out a ton. Right now, we're probably two months into the project where I thought originally it was going to be three hours. <laughs> But there's light at the end of the tunnel, uh, putting in the sink and then just the floorboards. And that might be it. But I know something else will pop up. But As it uh, my does. wife said no more home projects, but I, I can already see her brain like it's stirring, like, oh, what's next? <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's going to be summertime. We're going to be riding bikes. We don't have time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, from the photos I've seen, you're doing a good job. So I, I approve. Yeah, least. photos can can lie a lot, but uh, <laughs> yeah, when you come, you can come check it out and see if it functions when you get here. Well, what about you, Connor? Any, uh, any fun projects ahead in uh, mm. 2021? No, I'm, I'm avoiding the, the home projects. I mean, <laughs> I've lived with Kevin and his wife, Sarah, for the last five years, and they started this project the, the day I moved back. And <laughs> um, so I probably won't go back until that's done. Um, <laughs> But other than that, um, I think this summer, if there is no racing, I think we'll do more of what we did last summer and just more, a lot of adventure rides, a ton of um, camping, built out the back of my truck and uh, use that a lot this summer. Um, some of our teammates are super into fly fishing, so I try to maybe get more into that. And, and I'm, in, I'm like a cat six equivalent on the fly rod. So <laughs> if I could get up to a, a cat four this summer, I'd be pretty stoked. Um, yeah. And our yeah, teammate, like, our teammate, Nick Gibb is like world tour fly fisherman. <laughs> so like legit. Yeah. He is yeah. like, it's like, it's like an art watching him. And then you look at me as if like, I couldn't even clip into the bike, but like trying to just even throw the rod or however, Tie a, tie a fly or anything like that so you know the basics yeah um <laughs> more and more stuff like that well it sounds like at least 2021 uh if there's you know if it's going to be a year of learning new skills for both of exactly <laughs> car car didn't you just start rock climbing too oh yeah look at that oh, uh, there we go speak of the devil yeah i just got uh, my first pair of rock climbing shoes um nice. <laughs> I think wow. I was renting them every time. It was getting expensive, and I think these these feel like ballerina shoes, or what I, I would think a ballerina <laughs> feels like. I feel like maybe I either got the wrong size, or that's like what rock climbers do. I don't know. AJ, I, you probably know. More I than me. I have been told um, by some rock climber friends that if if you're comfortable in your rock climbing shoes, they're the wrong size. So you, <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> you're doing it right. <laughs> Oh, to the cap four level in rock climbing. Yeah, there so you go, progressing quickly. <laughs> I just got them because they're like velvet looking and they look pretty rad. And I was sick of going to the rock climbing gym and everyone's staring at me with all the rental gear. Not that they won't stare at me now because I don't still know what I'm doing. But you know. <laughs> Nice. Awesome. Well, um, 
Yeah, thanks for thanks again for joining me today, guys. This was great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, just a That's reminder to our listeners: if you uh, if you have any um, any questions or uh, want to reach out to us for suggestions on shows or just uh, just want to send us a hello, uh, we appreciate it all. That's um, you can send us a message at podcast at nv That's uh, podcast at nv um, Drop us a line there and. Uh, yeah, thanks again to my guests, Kevin and Connor Malervi, um, the Ginger Twins. Uh, keep an eye out for them uh, and myself occasionally uh, <laughs> uh, with Team Cliff Bar for uh, 2021 um, on the USA Crits um, schedule. Yeah, feel free to check these guys out online, too. Uh, they're always up to fun adventures on their, on their bikes, whether it's road bikes, uh, mountain bikes, or gravel bikes. Um, yeah, so thanks again, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks, appreciate it. Appreciate it.